0: Welcome back to another episode of Dear Founder. I'm Lindsay Pinchuk, your host, and I'm sharing today's conversation for so many reasons. Alex Greenberg, founder of Art Sugar, is the epitome of a solopreneur. She's tough, she's gritty, and she juggles every ball that's thrown her way. You know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? Alex admits in today's conversation that it isn't always easy. She's tired, and despite the immense success she's seen with Art Sugar, she wants to catch that next break and take her company to the next level. Who doesn't? I know you all can understand where she's coming from, every single one of you. Another reason I wanted to share today's episode is because Art Sugar has some of the most unique and gorgeous gifts that you can be giving this holiday season, well, I'm sure you saw her signature luxury chess and checkers set in the gift guide, there is so much more where that came from. Please let today's episode serve as a reminder to shop small and to support female founded this holiday season. Don't forget, dear founders giving away $500 in American Express gift cards this holiday season. So click the link in our show notes to enter to win. If today's conversation inspires you, please share it with a friend. Share it on social media, tag me at Lindsay Pinchuk, you know that I will absolutely come say hi. Or leave a review or a rating on Apple, subscribe to the show. All of these conversations that we have here, they are so important for as many people to hear as possible. And when you do these little things like leaving ratings and reviews and subscribing to the show, that's how it helps Dear founder to get discovered. That's how it helps us to spread our knowledge and our wisdom that we share here each and every week. And it helps our community to grow. Most important, when you do these little things, it helps our mission to support as many female founders and entrepreneurs as we possibly can. I know you have so many choices when it comes to podcasts, so I cannot express my appreciation enough for being here and for listening to us today and twice a week for the last year. Thank you. Born and raised in New York City, Art Sugar founder Alex Greenberg spent nearly a decade working in the fine art industry before launching Art Sugar in 2017. With a BFA from Cornell and an MA from Christie's Auction House, Alex combined her love of drawing and art history with her dedication to giving back, and Art Sugar was born. Alex runs Art Sugar from the West Village in New York City. She's also a member of the Female Founder Collective, a Jewish Week 36 Under 36 2019 recipient, an alumni of Project Entrepreneur, which is from Rent the Runway Foundation and UBS, as well as an alumna of Venture Crush. Please come on in and meet the one, the only, the very talented, Alex Greenberg. Today on Dear Founder, we have Alex Greenberg, who is the founder and CEO of an incredible website and company called Art Sugar. They are a curated platform selling art and decor to the lover of all things chic, accessible, and on trend. And I love the business that Alex has created because it is really based around community. And around bringing people together. And so I am so excited for her to share her story. Alex, welcome to Dear Founder.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. So I would love for you to dive in and tell us about Art Sugar. Tell us what what was the reason you started it? How did you start it? And what is it?
1: Sure. Well, um, I worked in the fine art world in New York for eight years before officially launching Art Sugar. And during that time, you know, I felt I just was getting really jaded. Um, I didn't really realize it at the time, but I was working, you know, in a very like al- not alienating but intimidating industry that a lot of people didn't really know about. Um, I'd say six years ago, I was drawing I started drawing again. I have a BFA from Cornell, so I was a painting major, but I started drawing again. And I've had a nine to five job at a museum and someone was like, wow, can you create my holiday cards? Um, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. And my specialty is portraiture. So I was drawing, I drew a a family portrait and it was so weird for me to take this money because I had never sold anything of my own before. And I worked for a museum. So I said to my boss, I'm like, I feel we're taking this money. I know this person through the museum. I'm going to donate $18 of everything I sell back to the museum. And she was like, you really don't need to do that, Alex. You should, you know, donate to other places as well. But 18 was because of high, and I, it's not that anymore, but that was like, it was a very small little thing. Just me and my, you know, color pencils and donating back to different organizations. Um, I started in, I, I started getting like some notice from friends and family. I made a little website where you could add your photo of yourself and then it would come to me. I would draw it and then ship it back to you. And I was doing that for a bit. And then I decided to bring on some more artists who I thought could use my help, like just communicating with clients. Like, no, I knew how to ship art at this by this time. I knew how to do a lot of the business side. Um, and the artists were like super grateful because they could focus on their life and like I could and their like creation of work and I could do the rest. They um and I found these artists on Instagram at the time. Um, I don't remember what year it was, but that's when artists really started to promote themselves on Instagram. So I was lo- using that as like, you know, how I was going to find artists and also how we were going to like market their work. So then I was doing that for two years. Then my grandma passed away and I was like, wow, life is really short. I'm going to just commit to doing this art thing. Um, I had some savings from just working for those eight years and I invested in the business in um creating a new brand name, a larger website where I can, you know, have like thousands of products. Um, yeah. And then like, uh, you know, I was doing that on the back end, bringing artists, like onboarding them. And then like September, 2017, I was like, I'm leaving my job and then I officially launched Art Sugar October 2017.
0: So tell us how Art Sugar works. I mean, yes. the, first of all, the site's beautiful. Thank you. And it's it's awesome. And the art that you sell there is beautiful too. I mean, it is like and I get ser- I feel like I get served ads from you. Is that possible? I'm <laughs> so glad they're working. Yeah, that's so, probably possible. <laughs> I, I I got a an ad from for your the stripe acrylic. Oh yeah, I love that piece. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great piece. But um, tell us like what, like how it works now. Where is it now?
1: Where is it now? Well, it's still very similar to where it was, where I onboard artists. It's a licensing agreement. They um, give us exclusive license to certain works of theirs. And we're allowed to sell them as prints or, you know, if they're, if they want to do decor, we can do that as well. But it's mainly like art prints, And at an accessible price point, because they're not originals, so in that case, like if you're a customer, you come on and you purchase a framed print, that means, you know, you're purchasing something, the artist is getting royalties, and a portion is going to charity, and print on demand. Um, So we have like a few business models, though, right now, so it's print on demand. And then we also have like a um, marketplace model, where if artists want to sell original works, then... We're like their marketing platform. We then, if someone buys something, we send them a shipping label, they ship it to the customer. Um, but everything on the site is exclusive to Art Sugar. And yeah, that's how it works. It's a it's a usual like a regular e-commerce.
0: So I, I have so many questions about how the business works. And my first one really is you, you know, you and I were talking before we kind of started officially recording. And I want to say, like, it's you. It is you. You are a solopreneur. And if you look at your website and if you look at your social media, you would not know that. I mean, <laughs> you would not know that. And, and you are doing a magnificent job. So how are you balancing? And I and I don't love the word balance, but I, I mean, I feel like this has to be a balancing act, like finding new artists and, and yeah. curating the product, but also spending the time to go out and find customers for the product like how is this working for you
1: right well it's interesting because it's really changed over time so at the very early days i was going out with like a really wide net looking for artists all over the world i thought were had mass appeal that that's really what i was looking for um and who had like large communities behind them. So that was like before I even launched, I reached out to them and I was like, "Hey, here are all my credentials. Let me like work with you. Like this is no burden to you. Like you don't have to pay any money. All you have to do is like put your pro- the product on Instagram and say like come buy your work on Art Sugar." So that's how it really started. And then over time I started to develop my own community from those artists being involved and then, you know, people are just like loving what they perceived and then coming back for more and more, um, work. So I think our, um, return customer right now is like 26%. This like generally this month, it was like 41%. So it's pretty high. I feel very obviously lucky to have such a great community of supporters and, and collectors who are purchasing from the site. Um, so we're not really having like artists necessarily like, post that much anymore. It's not as important to me now that I have, like, we have our own community and um, there's so much cross-marketing out there. Just by, like, nature of social media, I think um, I was able to grow, like, the the community of um, followers and buyers and artists through social media. I get approached now daily by artists who want to come on board. I will say, like, a big, um, a big Drawback for me is because it's just me. It takes me a really long time to onboard artists, so I can't always respond or bring them on as quickly as I want to. Um, I wish I could because I think also the scale of the business is so much about like how many artists I bring on, Um, and but I also like to be really careful and curate it. So like I want to make sure an artist is successful on the platform as well. Um, And then customers come
0: like a lot of them come from Instagram, and I have Facebook ads running as you see. It's December and you know what that means. The holidays are here. And like always, dear founder and Lindsay Pinchuk, we are here to support you in all of your gift giving needs. Please make sure you head over to lindsaypinchuk.com for our giant female founded holiday gift guide. And this year is a little bit different. Almost every single gift, 75 of them are under a hundred dollars. You're also going to want to make sure you enter to win and. American Express gift card worth $250 to help you with all of your shopping needs this season. Happy holidays everyone. You have a very um you have a sweet spot demographic because you are you are selling products that are visually beautiful and gorgeous and look great in any in you know in any environment. It could be, you know, the home of someone who is married with multiple kids. It could be the apartment of someone who's just out of college. Your price points don't break the bank, but your stuff looks amazing. And so I, you know, you are though reaching these people who are online. Like like your customer is online. I mean, yeah, I, I would definitely say online. You know, and but like you see something like your dish that I love or the striped painting that like I clicked through when I was served that ad because I wanted to know more about it. You know, and and that is it's such a natural um habit for your customer to see something they like on Instagram or be served an ad and click through. And you have really capitalized on that buying behavior.
1: Right. Well, look, I mean, I'm a millennial. Like I I kind of built this. I built it the site for me. Like if you think about it, like why any of this, how any of this is successful, it's like, okay, you feel like there's a need in the market for something. Like, what do you want as a, as a person yourself I want to go to a website that's really carefully curated and it's like the products are pre-approved and I don't have to be like inundated with so much stuff that, and I can't figure out if that's actually going to look the way it does when it comes home to me, you know, after being shipped. So I just wanted to make sure it's like very, very easy to use. um, And people can really picture it in their home. And it's like, just as you know, what they see on the computer is going to look just, just as is in real life.
0: When you say that you built the site for me, I love that because I built my first company for me. So I can totally empathize with that and understand where, where you're coming from. Where do you draw the line with integrity? Because, you know, that is something, too. When you say, I built the site for me and I am the face of the company, which you told me before we got on here, it it really brings things to a different level. And, and. and in terms of your own responsibility. So how do you how do you draw the line with that? Because I'm sure you get requests and I'm sure things are asked of you that maybe you maybe you might not feel comfortable with but they could be good for the business. So how do you make those decisions?
1: Well, that really hasn't happened. What's happened like maybe twice. I will be very honest with the artists I mean, I can think of an example. I did this holiday truck. I don't know if you saw pictures of it, but I did it in November. It went from New York to Texas and it was like a moving gallery. And I went to certain artists that I really liked. And I was like, these are the colors I would love you to draw upon. Like, if you want to be part of this, let me know. And I had an artist that I work with now who gave me um, like images of the work that they wanted to sell. And I was like, I was like, no. Like it's it's too child. I was like, it's it's too young. Like I think that I'm not it's not, I mean, yes, the SMB. be um I built it for me, but I'm also building it for my customer. And right. I do know my customer and I are very similar people. Of um, course. and honestly, like I would love for the business to be bigger than me and maintain that level of authenticity. Um, I don't know if it's possible, but I feel like a lot of brands somehow achieve it.
0: You'll get there. I know you'll get there. One of the things that you do that I love is you have a brand ambassador program. And I think that you leverage your community in a way that is very enviable. And a lot of brands can learn a lot from what you do in terms of tapping into your community. And this is something I talk about and, and really and truly I feel like I preach about all the time is leveraging your community and From the minute we started this conversation, you have talked about your community, Um, but you do have a brand ambassador program. And I actually know some of the brand ambassadors that are in it. Um, But I, I would love for you to talk about that and how that has worked for your business, because I think it's magnificent. I think it's genius. And I think, honest to God, every brand needs to have a brand ambassador program.
1: Well, thank you. So it's funny because I didn't know anything about influencers when I started this. Like I was in the art world. It's like a very, very old-fashioned industry, and I, and not that it should change or anything, but it's just like that. I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about any of this. I was learning as I went. So I. Um, I remember at the time I was like doing my own printing like in-house like it was actually in my apartment I had an industrial printer and and I was doing my own framing too I don't do that anymore thank goodness but um I remember being like I'm gonna send a bunch of stuff to some people and I'm gonna call um I'm going to call my program influencer curated because I felt like they're curating these like Museums within the platform, people will maybe want to buy what they've curated. So I just started shipping stuff. I was like DMing at Instagram. I was getting immediate replies. It was totally different than it is now, like even though it was like five years ago. Um, and yeah, and then I would just like reach out to someone. I'll be like, Do you want to be a curator? And then they'd be like, Yeah. And then they would send me a list of the things they wanted. And then they would post about it on their Instagram and I would post it on mine. Um, it's really been very organic.
0: But now you can apply to be a brand ambassador on your website.
1: That's a new thing that I've, um, Shopify just purchased dovetail. I don't know if you know that. And I implemented it right away as soon as I heard the news. And so, you know, now I have those, um, incoming as well, which is great because I would love more input from the community and more like in reach, I guess, instead of outreach, because, um, I, if that's a thing, um, because it does take a lot off my plate. Like I want people to come to me and be like, can I be a curator?
0: So now that you've added that to your website, are you finding people are, are signing up for that? Are they clicking yeah. through? Are, and are you, I know it's, it hasn't probably been that long, but are, uh-huh. are you seeing initial success with it?
1: Like, do yeah, you think, think in the
0: long run it will be?
1: I think so. I mean, I think that I have to put some more work into it as well and like let people know this exists because it's so new, but I, I want more, um, more people joining the better. I mean, and I, every time one comes in, I just immediately approve it. There's no like process besides just me clicking about it.
0: Well, because at the end of the day, when you have all these people who are becoming brand ambassadors, it's no sweat off your back to give them a discount and to give them some perks in exchange for them sharing. Of course. No, it's great. And, and and I think that is something, too, that a lot of entrepreneurs need to hear. Um, it's OK to give some things away to get things back in return to grow your business.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're you know, big picture all the time. And um, that's a big lesson that I have learned from this. And I'm sure like with your business, too, like you I mean, I feel like I, you know, I can't really remember my prior self before being an entrepreneur, but I know I would focus on crazy minutiae. And now I just like, don't, it's like, I can't, it's like, it's gone. Like once it comes in, it's like, okay, you have to put that, put that like annoying thing away. You got to think, you know, big picture all the time.
0: With less than one month left of 2022, the new year is upon us. Are you ready? I recently shared seven actionable tips in a solo episode of Dear Founder to help you to prepare your business to take on 2023. But if you need a little bit of extra help, I've developed a one-on-one package. You and I can sit down and we can get you set up in any one of these areas, content planning, social media strategy, email marketing, events, or partnerships. We could also talk about publicity. Click the link in my show notes for more information. These packages are very limited moving into the new year, so grab them before they're gone if you need a little bit of extra help. I'm really excited to meet you, to get to know you, and to help you to get ready to tackle 2023. When you think, you and I talked about this a little bit beforehand, but when you think about how to take your brand to the next level and what, what would be amazing for your brand, like what do you envision? Like what, what are your goals for this, this company?
1: I would love to um harness the, the larger community with some really great brand partnerships. I think that when I first started Art Sugar, I was really good about going to brands that were bigger than me and being like, take a chance on me, let's do something together. So, like my first year, I partnered with Betches Media and with Zola, which I'm a platform I'm still on and I feel like there were some others and I was like really out there. Now that I've become like, you know, overwhelmed by orders and order management and customers, I can't do that as much, but I really want to start focusing on it again. So larger brand partnerships, some retail partners would be amazing. And ultimately I'd love an opportunity to, you know, get acquired by a really large company um, and be able to work on just the creative aspects of the business.
0: So when you talk about being in the weeds, and I I think this is like a really um, important thing to share because it's like, we're all really honest here. And, you know, you told me like, I'm bogged down with a lot of this stuff that's like day to day. Like, how do you how do you manage that? And how what is your vision to get out of it? Because, you know, and I know and I know that there might not be an answer, but I also think that it's so important to put it out there. Because when you put it out there and you say it, it's like people will give you ideas.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, like I said to you before, um, you know, maybe it's a, um, you know, kind of a co-founder who is more of a executor or maybe it's like a high level operations person who can, who is like, you know, talents are being in the weeds, making like everything work perfectly. Um, and fine tuning. Um, I do think that's what I need. I think it's like, it's a goal. It's not something I'd see, you know, in the immediate future. Um, I think right now, just the balance is like me trying to like get through all my emails in the morning, focus on like, I don't even know how honestly, like I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I legitimately don't know how I do it. Like what I'm so... <laughs>
0: I want you to expand on that. I'm going to push you here because I right. think that a lot of entrepreneurs say that. You know, we all we all have been there if we're not there now, we've all been there. You know, right. you as an entrepreneur, you wear a thousand hats. Yeah. I can tell right now, I can tell everyone who's listening that Alex Greenberg is sitting here and she is not only the face of Art Sugar, but she's also the marketing manager, she's also the fulfillment center, she's also You know, managing the the paid ads behind the scene and the partnerships, you know, so like I mean, wearing a multitude of hats is part of being an entrepreneur. So, you know, I, I but I also think that recognizing it is really important and recognizing that you need to make some changes to move forward to grow is also important. And you just said that. So, you know, I'd love for you to maybe share a little bit more about that notion of, I don't know how I do it. Like, how do you do it? Like, how do you function? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I have
1: a really, really horrible attention span. So for me, it comes very naturally to be doing a million things at once. So um, it's super, I think it's like, you know, I'm posting on Instagram, I'm responding to emails. Maybe I'm also packing a box. And meanwhile, I'm trying to, you know, either raise more money or try to, you know, partner with whoever, or going back and forth with a lawyer or my accountant about numbers, like it's just, you know, or responding to my publicist, you know, it's, I think it's, um, it has made me write extremely short emails. Some people don't like that. I'd say that it's sort of, it's, it's a lot. Um, I think entrepreneurs though, especially female entrepreneurs, I don't know if men care as much about this, And I don't like to, you know, say like the gender or anything, but I find that there's like a really, like a large lack of empathy for female entrepreneurs. Um, I will say to people, please, it's just me. Like give me a break or I also respond to all the customer emails, complaints. Where's my product? Where's this? Like, my thing says it arrived, but it's not here. Can you please call USPS or UPS or DHL? You know, and sometimes like it's, you know, it's, um, it's just a lot, but I try to be as, you know, prompt as possible. I try to respond to customer emails are my top priority. I would say, like, like you said, like community is, um, is the center of my business. So without my customers, it would be nothing. So I really place as much priority on that as possible and try to keep them happy. Um, I don't know if I answered your
0: question. Yeah, you no, you did. So I know that it's just you, but you did just mention a couple of people who that you you do have helping in various capacities. Yes. And so I do want to shed some light on that because I think that that is also a very important part about entre- of entrepreneurship and of being a solopreneur is to know when and who, to tap into for outside resources. So can you kind of paint the picture for us who those people are for you? Um, my guess is they're contractors and, and that's, I, that's so common and smart when you are a solopreneur. Um, but who helps you?
1: Sure. I have an accountant, um, Ariel, who, um, she does more than accounting for me. She sets up a lot of my, like, insurance, like any sort of thing for my entity, like tax returns, um, bookkeeping, paying artists. You know, that's someone you you definitely need professionals helping you, especially like, you know, when it comes to like a CPA, a lawyer, like that's really essential, I think, as an entrepreneur. Um, so I have her and she also advises me on some financial decisions. Um, I like to spend a lot of money not in, in to my business to make it make things pretty, you know, do the next like cool thing or subscribe to the new, like great review service. But sometimes you have to have someone there to keep you in check and be like, no, yes, no. So she,
0: you know, I, that's I invaluable avi- advice. I mean, Very that's- valuable,
1: yeah. Um, but you have to take it from where it comes and like accountants are all about bottom line. So you also have to like, Make sure that you're also thinking big picture creatively, and that you know. Um, and then I have a lawyer who is based in San Francisco. Obviously, entrepreneurs need lawyers. Um, she's not. I don't have. She's not a. You know, she's just on retainer when you know she needs to help me with something. Um, and I have a publicist, which is how you and I
0: connected. But those are all those three people are key, important people to have in your arsenal to help alleviate some of the pressure.
1: I think so. I think um, if you can get someone really strong to help get your brand out there so you can kind of do the back end stuff and like be behind the computer because you need to. It's a great, a great luxury to have a publicist. Um, It's not I don't think it's a necessity, but I think to help you know, get yourself on the map, at least in the beginning stages. It's, it's great. Like Jordan, who, you know, set us up, she, I was her first client in 2017 when I started and we sort of screwed together and she got me all this press. And I was like, I had just started my business. It was unbelievable what she was able to accomplish. Um, but I think that that was definitely helped just getting our sugar off the ground.
0: And it's so important to recognize where that comes from too. Right. Like, yeah, you always have to stay grateful. for Yes. Sure. And I'm sure she's grateful to you as well. Yeah. I mean, you took great. a chance on her too, you know, and I had, I had the same relationship with my first publicist. Like I was their first client. They were trying to get their business off the ground and we worked together and we both succeeded, you know? Right. It's great. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to kind of take it back to, um, when you first started this, when you made the decision to leave corporate and think about kind of how you were feeling in that moment and how others are feeling right now as they're getting ready to launch new entities or they have ideas. Tell me three pieces of advice that you would give a new entrepreneur.
1: I would say um, you should have a business model in place and always be able to refer to it. I think you would say you have to have enough money in the bank to support yourself for at least, I'd say 18 months, probably more to make sure that you, um, you know, you're fed and I'd also make sure you have a good support system around you because it's going to be a lot of tears because it's not, it doesn't happen overnight and you have to have a lot of grit. Um, but uh, you have to have a lot of faith in yourself. Like, I still have faith in myself every day. I'm like overly optimistic, even if it's like the worst day ever. So, it's like this um, good bad thing about entrepreneurs, I think. I'm sure you feel that
0: too. Do. I do. I do. Alex Greenberg, founder and CEO of Art Sugar, thank you so much for sharing your story on Dear Found Her and your advice and also your knowledge of of how you started your company and where you want to take it. I so appreciate you being here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: I hope that you loved today's conversation as much as I did. I really and truly thought that my conversation with Alex was so real and so raw and she was so honest, which is something that I appreciate so much. There are so many takeaways from our talk today, and as always, I'll be sending them out to my email list, so make sure that you subscribe to the link in the show notes. When you do, you'll also get a lesson every single week to help you grow your business. So for now, here are my top five takeaways. Number one, a business is is a success when you yourself want something and you build it for yourself and with yourself in mind. Number two, create a brand ambassador program to help get the word out and to grow your business. Number three, utilize partnerships to get yourself out there and to grow. Number four, balance as a solopreneur is hard. You can absolutely get to a point where you don't know how you do it, but having a lot on your plate makes you more efficient. It's okay to let people know that you just need a beat to get everything done. And number five, Make sure you prioritize what's important. Customer service is a top priority, especially when you are selling a product. Thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank Alex again so much for sharing her story with all of us. We have one more new episode left of 2022 before we close out season one at 102 episodes. I cannot thank you enough for your dedication to Dear Found Her each and every week and to all of our incredible guests. You guys have supported them throughout this entire year, and I wanna thank them for supporting all of us. So on that note, stay tuned. We have one episode left. I'm sure there are many that you've missed in the, coming, in the previous weeks. So in the coming weeks, I would absolutely put those in your playlist. We're also going to be re-releasing some of your favorite episodes and some of the episodes from the beginning over the holiday break. So stay tuned because it's a great time to catch up. Thank you again so much for being here. Thank you for listening.